0: Welcome to the family with Heckmaster Ruffer Bashman, M.D.,
1: Alex Brant-Bernard-Rasmussen,
0: Andy Brant-Bernard,
1: and Melissa Bernard.
2: And we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are
0: injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent
2: people in order to get them justice for the injured. And get Walzer care for free. All right, I have a bunch of questions for everybody today on the show because I see all these headlines that I don't understand, and I see more news uh, services lying their asses off.
3: Yeah, they'll do that.
2: And I wonder how they get by with that. How do they get away with that legally? I don't. You're lying your ass off. New York Times versus Sullivan. I know it's true it's unbelievable but we'll we'll start we'll get back to that uh the first headline Trump tweet set off mad Scramble among aides uh the retweet of a white power video caused a ruckus. He had left for the golf course, and apparently he had he said he had no idea that the man was screaming white power in the video. Hey. Well, so, apparently,
3: some guy just drove by and said "white power" to get everyone angry, and oh. then he drove away on his golf cart or something. Oh, is that what it wasn't did? like a guy yelling "white power." It but why would
2: he retweet that?
3: Because he watched the first ten seconds and he retweeted it. Oh, so that's what it is. Like most know.
2: people, yeah. You don't want to do that. you don't want to do that if you're president. No. I, so we get a choice between him not knowing what to do there and Joe Biden not knowing what to do everywhere. So that's the choice we got. <laughs> is that right? people well, not yes. knowing <laughs> It's people not knowing anything it, uh, uh, this is what we got huh
0: okay so we yeah. right. so this is what we got we got two old guys mm-hmm. that really don't know <laughs> but we don't know anything we can't no. come up with like one person who might know something well it's just i kind of,
2: know i just don't really understand why the hell you wouldn't have someone before you tweet donald get the hell off of twitter first of all take his phone away seriously just take take his phone away for christ would you stay off of twitter
3: the president i have a feeling in the near future they're going to have a law that says the president can't be like on social media i love it great idea because it does it's it's a security risk for one because you never know what they're going to tweet or if someone gets access to their account you know he doesn't grab his phone after lunch or something and someone grabs it you know and then it just doesn't make any sense to have this expectation of 24-hour access right. directly to the president which is what people think it is right exactly
1: well historically usually they have someone doing it for exactly him.
3: you don't right. send letters to the president <laughs> like, like and he opens them himself
1: right Normally, there's someone in charge of all yeah. of that.
3: Well, there's and a White him House. Not, yeah,
1: it's yeah. just yeah. Him there's a White like, House Rah!
3: Twitter account. Right, but he just bypasses
2: that and does, does his own. Yeah, yeah. he exactly. own. shouldn't be allowed to do. Right. I agree. He should not be allowed
0: to do that.
1: Well, but like Barack Obama had his own Twitter, but he had people he approve. Had-
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so he so he had editors. <laughs> he had
2: editors. Trump exactly. does not want editors. He wants Trump to say what ed- he wants to say. But he yeah. needs an editor. He really does because he you does. don't pay attention all the time. Um, another one I don't <laughs> understand here: Supreme Court gives way, gives victory to conservatives on schools. I have a question for you. So why is this only conservatives that uh, is given a victory? Isn't paying for education uh, what we want to do with our tax money? Well, is that what actually is even happening? Uh, the headline yes.
3: tells us nothing.
2: Upholds Montana program that aids religious schools. They wanted to cut all aids <clears throat> to aid to religious schools. Uh, um, we've always. As far as I know, I know, we've always given tax money to all schools, whether they be Catholic schools, Christian schools, Jewish schools, Muslim schools, whatever. We've always given money to those schools, have we not?
0: Yeah, yeah. because that's what you should do. Education's important. That's right. what you should do. And you're not supporting one particular state mm-hmm. religion. You're just trying to help all schools do well. And if there's an atheist school, let's go. Let's <clears throat> I guess that's a yeah. bu- that public school? Public school Public the atheist <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, basically. that's <laughs> exactly. I just think it's
3: funny that people are upset that we're giving how much money to religious schools and then about 100,000 times that to Ivy League schools that already have billions of dollars in their offers. I coffers, know, could agree
2: more. still giving them that money, and no one's upset about that. Uh, one of them named after a slave trader, Yale. Well, It's amazing, isn't it? Um, but here's what I, here, here's the big impact. you ready for this huge impact of putting a national... This is from a national news service now. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the huge impact it's going to have on your pocketbook. I'm just telling you. You're not going to like it. These damn conservatives. First of all, why would you say a victory for conservatives? It's a victory for children, That's not right. conservatives. No, people want them to go to public school because it's easier to control. Because you can't learn anything? I went to Catholic school until I was in 8th grade. I went to ninth grade at public school and high school, public school. Uh, They were basically teaching what I already learned in 3rd grade. So there are your public schools right there. I literally didn't even have to pay attention after 8th grade because we had already covered all that from 5th through 8th grade. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, by the way, when I was in high school, they had this edict, and it's no longer around, I hope anyway, that you had to wait for everyone to catch up before you could move on to your next lesson. Yep. Yep. That's oh. the. <clears throat> so
0: education is the just the biggest shoe to fit everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So and that's and that's that's the that's one of the huge flaws with bricks and mortar school because everybody's together and everybody has to be at the same pace. Uh, distance school or distance learning. You go at your own pace. And if you can get done in six weeks, what everybody else is going to take six months, you're done. Right. I know, but
1: then you have no social awareness of anything. Yeah,
0: children learn their best behavior from adults, not father. from other children. But yeah, let's keep doing right. so well, kids.
1: But there's not like
0: what? What, what, parallel
1: play and playing with your peers. And parallel play of with
0: adults. Stuff. Adults can be your peers. That's like, what you what can if always go to the, the park or
3: you know, know. go to extracurricular activities.
0: The point about distance learning is that when you are... You finish your you finish your school within a few hours in the morning, and then the the rest of right. the day can be with peers
1: enrichment
0: go. in other ways that the public schools simply do not <clears throat> offer, no. like um, art, like other sports, like dance, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, musical instrument uh, training. Uh, or I would education. have done so much
3: better in an environment like that when I was a kid.
1: I know, but then mom would have to have like been home with you, and you would have had to just sit in front of your computer and do your work. And then when you were done with it, she'd have to not work. And you know, it's oh, like
0: oh yeah, so schools are babysitting services.
1: Basically. No, I'm just well. well, they I mean, can yeah, be. well
0: that's kind of uh, that's in. Well, that's. Well, but I well, mean, like
1: as a parent, my interest in homeschooling my kids or having them do distance learning is basically zero because true. I have, I hate school, <laughs> I always did, yeah, me and too. so I except in college is the only time I liked it. But no, I
4: pass.
1: so like if the kids were like, oh, I need help, and you need to be my like teacher person, I'd be like, mm, yeah. no. I don't want to. Oh, oh so
0: you, oh, that's interesting. So, well, listen to what you said. You said that you didn't like school, so you're going to put your children in the same system that you didn't no, like. No, I wouldn't
1: put them in the same system. Okay. I don't think. Well, oh, what I'd are put, the alternatives? I don't you have think to
0: spend
3: I'd... tons of money.
0: No, no, you not tons don't. Of no, money. you not For distance learning in some schools, you do not have to spend. Well, but tons if of distance
3: money. learning isn't an option, like for Alex, then what are your options? Basically, just private school, and that's expensive.
0: No, but that's the same schools. thing. schools, but that's the same thing. <clears throat> it's the same. You really are in, the, in with other children, you know. The, it's a fascinating kind of a thing. There's no perfect education system, whether it's no. distance learning, whether it's bricks yeah, and no. mortar, and no. you got to pick and choose, you know, the good and the bad out of that. And there's no perfect system.
3: Well, even the yeah. uh, oft vaunted uh, East Asian education, because they do they do really well in school, they test extremely well. But uh, did you know that Battle Royale, which is the Asian movie that The Hunger Games was a rip off of? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Was actually written by a Japanese guy about the Japanese public school system. Oh, really? That's because that's how it was. It was if you're not at the top of your class, you're a janitor or a sewer right. worker. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true.
2: You might as well just be dead. They tried to do that. As a matter of fact, in the '60s, when I was in school, yep. they tried to say unless you're in the top of your class, you should just go yeah. to like you know plumbing school. Yeah.
3: Or something. So I mean, well, would you, you rather like... have our system or our system where your kid has a you know? 5% plumbers, the Five percent chance of being a billionaire and a ninety-five percent chance of basically being
0: an outcast. You know,
1: I know. Well, and it's hard to because, like, oh no, I lost my train of thought. <clears>
0: throat> what throat> a shock! Well, you know, the thing about the thing about Japan, all work is honorable. Mm-hmm. So, the, mm. a little culturally, it's a little bit different. Unless but it has to do with France death. has the same system. You know, you get to a certain point in your in your in your education, you take the <clears throat> test. However, you do on the test to determine whether you're going to be, you know, being a bricklayer or you're going to be a doctor, a uh, finance person. You know, you just sort of you're split up into the, all the different trades and things like that.
3: There definitely is less of a uh, I'm the protagonist of reality kind of uh, mindset over there. Whereas we're like here, if you're not rich and famous, then you basically failed. Like even if you're contributing to society, it doesn't really matter. What matters is how you are doing, not how you're helping
0: your country. No it matters how much money you're making. Exactly. It right. has nothing to do with what you're putting back. It's no, you know, you are valued by how much nothing. money you are making.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a lot of societies, if you're contributing to society, helping, you know, helping the cause, helping the country, then you're doing fine. And a lot in a lot of places like that, celebrities are seen as, you know, wastes of time because because the they are, are. <laughs> they <know> exactly <laughs> why. Yeah, I mean, what's a uh, someone making a hundred million dollars to make a movie actually doing for their society? Right, not a whole right. lot.
2: Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Be right back. Next segment, right after this. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilsky. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking companies
0: doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most.
2: Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Bill's Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. now we're talking, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, our very special guest, got a new hot, a uh, new, new podcast called Hot Mess, Alec Mappa, How you doing, Alec?
4: I'm good, Tom. How are you?
2: Never better. Now, I have to ask you a question right up front. I, I have to ask, did you think this through before you did it? Okay, you ready? Yeah. Is it a good idea for a, an actor and a comedian to do a podcast with a psychotherapist and not end up in the nut house? What do you
4: think? <laughs> what makes you think I'm already not in the nut house?
2: Well, that's true. It's uh, a I, 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 could be,
4: I could be calling you from a padded room <laughs> right now. Yeah, in fact, be. my electroshock therapy is going to happen in about five minutes, so we got to wrap this up. Okay. So, um, I think that I think we're as only as shameful as our secrets. I think that right now everybody's under a lot of pressure. Everybody's finding a lot of ways to cope, and um, and. I find that things are always better when you talk about it. You know, it's like when you talk about things out loud that are bugging you, it's almost, you know, you, you think that it's a bigger deal than it is, and then you talk to a close friend or you talk to a therapist, and they're like, that's it? That's the thing you were obsessing over? Right. Really? It's not that big a deal. Or sometimes it is. And I'm saying that, you know, it's it's a comedy podcast that's disguised as a wellness podcast, really. But it's <laughs> a combo. I've been through yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a combo platter, if yep. you will. Yep. It's, uh, you get to talk about shame, anxiety, and depression, and, and, and um, have some laughs at the same time, which I think is a, a killer combo. But, um, you know, truthfully, I think that we're all going through, this has been the weirdest uh, weird ever oh, for God, everybody. Yeah. This has been the weirdest four years ever for everybody. And um, this kind of show, this kind of podcast, is just going to provide a lot of relief and release and uh, I'm here to lighten the mood and I'm here to help.
2: It is a wonderful thing we're talking to Alec Mapa uh, and psychotherapist Matthew Dempsey on the Hot Mess Podcast with Alec. Alec I will tell you, what I need to do is every morning I get up, I don't read pre-read stories because on my morning show that I do I don't want to know what you know I don't want to pre-read things and then go back I want to have you know, natural, real a spontaneous reaction. Spontaneous
4: conversation,
2: right? Spontaneous conversation. But is it possible? Could I call you and Matthew every every day just when I read the headlines? Can I call you for some oh. psychotherapy? <laughs> Jesus!
4: <laughs> oh my God! Oh boy! I allow myself. This is this is this is my dosage of news. I allow myself one hour of news a day. Yep. Followed followed by a really stiff cocktail, <laughs> and then. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's, really to, it's really easy to get overloaded in the news and also the narration of the news. It's, you know, we're forgetting that news right now is also show business. I mean, yeah. know, regardless of whether or not they're delivering real news or legitimate news or whatever it is, it's show business. So they've got to give you – it's a stop a trauma-based drama, right? Yep. And I think that we forget that there are people out there who are helping there are people out there who are homeschooling their kids. There are communities out there, people who are taking care of each other, you know. And, um, and, and I, think that's what, I think that's what we forget to focus on. During the beginning of the COVID crisis, you know, I'm an actor. Everything was shut down in Hollywood. I couldn't work. And so I had to put myself to work. I gave myself a little uh, Instagram live talk show that I broadcasted every Friday for about six weeks. And I provided um, meals for frontline nurses on the East Coast who were slammed. Mm-hmm. That's and uh, yeah, so I was able to feed you know because the frontline nurses, the frontline workers right now in the COVID-19 units, they're not allowed to bring in their own food because uh, having a lunch box or something from the outside risks further contamination. So, um, you know, if there's no food and they're exhausted on the after during a 14-hour shift, they have to eat hospital food, and you know how delicious that is. So, I teamed up with some nurses in New York uh, during when I was fundraising, and we were able to feed 100 uh, uh, nurses each weekend, uh, entire ICU units, and um, and it was the food was delivered right to them, free of charge, and they were so relieved. Because it was like, oh, food, you know. And also, I'm Filipino, so everybody, all of my relatives are a nurse, so it's a very personal. <laughs> thing. Okay, I mean, Alex. If, if you're if you're been to the hospital, you've been taken care of with somebody who looks like me. Let's let's be real.
2: True. Very yeah. good point. Very good point. I'm looking at all these things. You, you're involved in so many great things. You can currently see Alec in his recurring role as Animal Vegetable Mineral Man on the hit series Doom Patrol. Now streaming right. on DC Universe.
4: And we are at the top nine of streaming um, uh, shows right now. Wonderful. Yeah.
2: It's wonderful stuff. And you star opposite one of my favorite people in the world in Granddaddy Daycare, Danny Trejo. Oh,
4: my gosh. I love Talk him. Talk about him an enlightened master. I mean, he, he is universally loved. Mm-hmm. He walks onto a set. Everybody's worked with him. Everybody knows him. And he is, I think, the template of giving back. He grew up tough and rough. He mm-hmm. went straight to prison. He had a drug problem. He said, if I'm ever going to get out of here, I'm gonna, if I get clean, I'm going to help people. He got an acting career, and he gives back to the community. He goes back into the communities in which he grew up, and he helps at-risk youth. And he said those kids are out there getting all messed up because nobody's taking care of them. Nobody's looking right. at them and going, oh, you have ADHD. Oh, you have a learning disability. Oh, baby, you have dyslexia. That's why you're acting out. Mm-hmm. So he gathers up all these kids, and he finds out how they learn, and he's, he's doing great, great things. Danny Treyosa hero my and it's a it's a really funny movie and I, I play a bad guy which is always the most fun to do and when you're playing a bad guy opposite danny treo i mean that's that's fun too i go to head, i go head to head with machete
2: nothing machete i love it
4: Mach, machete
2: machete yeah. um i want to ask you about uh, so what time is your podcast uh, first uh, uploaded and uh, so how many days a week it, it, what time
4: Uploaded now, it's going to be once a week, um, uh, and it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's wherever fine podcasts are streamed. Uh, right now, I found it on Apple this morning, and our first guest is Kristen Johnston. You may remember her from, uh, she played Sally on uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. yep. With a couple of Emmys for that. She's currently on Mom uh, with Allison Janney on CBS, and uh, she talks about her addiction. We talk about it uh, in a really funny way.
2: <laughs> Nothing's funnier than alcoholism, Alex. Yeah, well,
4: listen, listen. Substance abuse. That's, that's the stuff of yeah, it. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, No, uh, Kristen is one of those people, like, she's been through it all, so she's like, I'm an open book, ask me anything. She was addicted to codeine pills, and she um, she was taking so many pills while she was doing a play in London, her stomach lining burst. and oh. She died. Oh. Near-death experience. And she's like, I had to nearly die in order to go to rehab. That's how bad my addiction was. And, um, but now she helps other people. She helps other people feel less ashamed. She still helps other people, uh, talk more openly about, and, and addiction really, the way she describes it is like, um, it's trying to feel other than you really are feeling right now, trying to get away from it. And she said, I had so many, I had so much internal pain. I grew up with such low self-esteem. I didn't want to feel the way I was. And those were the feelings that I had to heal and examine in order to stop taking those pills.
2: Alec, I so, have to ask you. Yeah. Uh, mom and dad still with us? Your mom and dad?
4: My mother died young. Oh, uh, I outlived my mother uh, just a year ago. She died when she was 53. Oh. My father is... Um, uh, at 89.
2: He still has his, uh, marbles and he drives. So watch out. So Asian driver, no survivor. <laughs> no, I just saw, I just saw what variety said about you. And I remember my mother read the same thing, like 20, my mother's no longer with us either, but oh. she read the same thing like 25 years ago and she, she reads this thing in the newspaper. She goes, why are they calling you a freak? <laughs> which I see uh, Alec Mappa is a freak no one should be this see if you leave off the no one should be this talented it means something well, man, totally different
4: I know <laughs> listen I take it as a compliment I, I'm uh, a yeah. child of the 70's I let my freak fra- freak flag fly Ooh, it's, Jimi uh, Hendrix yeah it's good to be uh, uh, eccentric I mean he used all the colors in the, in the crayon box and, and the thing is like we're 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 diverse people and we have as diverse as we are we have more in common than we think I think that the, yeah. I'm hopefully that's the understanding that uh, we're all going to arrive at real soon is that we all love our family we all love we all love our kids we all want a, a good life you know and um, and, uh, and and fried chicken that's what fried I'm fried chicken that works for me
2: okay Alec yeah, yeah I'll close with this Back in the day, why didn't you guys, when he was in Subic Bay, why didn't you guys just keep Jesse Ventura so we didn't have to worry about him? <laughs> Come on. your relatives. Uh, uh, it's their fault.
4: You know what? Listen, I, I think that Jesse Ventura wore out the Filipinos. We're <laughs> little folks. <laughs> And Jesse Ventura is about eight feet tall. I think he stomped on a couple of villages. And uh, when his serving time was up, they were like, "There's the door, pal. You go to, go back to Minneapolis."
2: Absolutely and, love uh, it.
4: I want to send out a lot of love to Minneapolis. It's one of my favorite places. I have a lot of friends and family there. It is a, it is a great great town. And uh, in the time that I've spent there, I, I know that uh, everybody who's lived in Minneapolis, is so proud of the city. Yeah. So proud to show me their favorite places and their favorite food, and I I always have a good time there.
2: Well, next time we have a riot, we'll fly you in.
4: Yeah, there you go! Nothing like a Midwest riot. We can have (laughs) (laughs) cheese fries afterwards.
2: Love it. Alec Mappa, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, it's called Hot Mess. It is available right now. Uh, All the favorite places you get your podcasts. Alec, come back again. I love talking to you. Thank you. Hello. Oop, did they cut you off? Can you hear me? Oh, well, they must have cut him at the other end, Dan. I think so. Yeah, so that's cool. Oh, well.
1: So that's cool.
2: Well, I just wanted to say goodbye to him. I don't know why they had to do that.
1: But yeah, the very. Art last gets second. weird that
2: way. He gets very odd that way. Art, Art didn't connect the call. But oh, he didn't? No. I wonder why it dropped off. I don't know. But. We do have to go. No, we do. No, absolutely. Alec Mappa, ladies and gentlemen. M-A-P-A is how you say his name. And uh, we will be back in just a couple of minutes with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Carl Reiner has died at 98 years old.
3: Carl Reiner, huh?
2: Comedy legend Carl Reiner dies at 98 years old. This guy did more for, I mean, obviously for television with the Dick Van Dyke show and several other shows and... Some very good movies. He and Mel Brooks together were just unbelievable. Two
3: thousand year old man.
2: Two thousand year old man was a great bit, but I was very saddened to hear that Carl Reiner. I mean, lived to be a pretty glorious uh, ninety eight years pretty old. Pretty close to two thousand himself. Pretty close yeah. to two thousand <laughs> himself. Exactly.
0: Yeah, he was. He was really close to Mel Brooks. I think they had dinner every week, or yep. they, were, they were very close, uh, close personal friends. And geez, I hope this. Uh, doesn't bode poorly for uh, for, old Mel. Oh, well, for Mel, Mel. Brooks. Yeah, because
3: he is ninety-four. Yeah, that's true. And uh, at that age, taking a hit like that isn't uh, easy. Oof.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, losing your best friend at ninety-four your friend of years old. When did they meet? Oh, probably seventy years ago.
0: And I think Let's they're both see. widowers. I mean, just. Uh, I the, think so. Oh, yeah. Man, that is. Uh, so
2: Mel's on his
3: own now. He met Mel in 1950. So yeah, seventy friend of seventy
2: years. Seventy years, yeah. And uh, yeah. Before I was even born, what the? Before you yeah. and I were even but, born, man,
0: yeah. that is crazy.
2: God, very very funny. And there's so many other great people involved with that kind of humor since the two of them look mel brooks blazing saddles and I, i'm sure they'll burn every copy of it if they get a chance but when mel brooks and richard Pryor went together came together and, and wrote a movie mel did the first treat, <laughs> treatment and then richard Pryor did a treatment and rewrote part of it uh, it's hilarious it's incredibly offensive what the but it's, that's why it's so funny, because it's so over the
0: top. It's uh, so over the top, and it makes you, you know, look inside and see how bad racism is yeah. while you're laughing. Right. And it leaves an important impression. That's why that is absolutely key. That's why comedians should be able to say whatever they want, because that allows you to really understand and be less... Uh, Less cl- or less closed to other people's ideas and cultures and things like that.
2: I love it. There's no question about it. What was it in that movie camp? Was it Camp Town Races? Camp Town Ladies? What
1: is it? Races.
2: Is it Camp Town Races?
1: Yeah, yep. I think. Camp Town
2: Races. Sing this song, Sing The song. Do-da, but do-da. Camp Town Races. Sing, Sing this song. The song. Doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make it. it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> but
1: that's the world we live in. But
2: when white people are trying to dance, white old white cowboys are trying to dance to that song. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's very, very funny. It's very And everybody gets a shot. That's weird. You know what the original
3: title of Camptown Races was? What? The Celebrated Ethiopian Song.
2: <laughs> the celebrated Ethiopian song. Yes, I knew that. Whatever. He lied.
3: It, oh, it is Camp Town Ladies. It is Camp Town Ladies, And then yeah. Camp Town Racetrack,
2: Five Miles Long. Five oh, Miles Long, Oh, yeah.
1: Racetrack, Five Camp Miles town Long. I was, song, there you
2: go. Yes, that doo-da. makes sense. That makes Camp sense. Camp Town races five miles long. Uh-oh, oh, the do do i am just going along at the end. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so in any case, I'm looking down at the headlines again. And and at one California prison, a devastating COVID outbreak. Now scientists are warning about a scary new flu virus that might oh be coming our way. Completely you know? different. Uh, we got uh, heat grows on White House over alleged Russian bounties, which is complete and utter bullshit. Because there's no heat growing on anybody because there's no proof he even knew about it. They were told he didn't know about it. And I have another question for you. I assume when Russia gives money and missiles to the Afghanis that they were already given paying bounty on killing Americans. Wouldn't that be the same thing? Yeah, that's basically if you're at war with them, it, you're at war with it, them.
0: It, I guess you would refer to that as bounty in kind. Bounty in kind, kind. there you go. <laughs> well, so and it's, oh that's so in, it's so interesting, is that Russia Invaded Afghanistan to try to control it. Right now, we we're 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 the idiots there, and now they and we were put in sending arms. So now the Russians are sending arms since we're there. I uh, know. What, what,
2: what, what what about, turn about? fair play. And whose idea was that sending arms? It's just unbelievable. Oh, who
0: was it? Whose idea was it to send arms like when the Russians every, were there?
2: Every president over the past thirty years, You mean like that. I mean, seriously, for this to even be a story makes me want to vomit because it they're at war they're supply they're at war they're supplying munitions and money to kill Americans now you're saying there's a bounty on Americans? yeah, there always has been yep. there's no difference here and I'm not defending Trump at all I'm not defending him I'm just telling you the truth, kind of like when I tell you that Those two people in St. Louis are being accused of being racist, pulling guns on peaceful protesters. Did you see that story? Yeah. Did you see what really happened? Yeah. They kicked down a $100,000 ancient iron gate to get on their private property to threaten to kill their dog first and then them. But you'll never see that in most of the newspapers. You'll never hear about that. That you will never hear, because it says that those people pulled guns on peaceful protesters, which is 100% bullshit.
0: Yeah, because peaceful protesters don't go on private land.
2: No, they don't. They don't kick down this beautiful, ornate gate. It's just gorgeous. Destroyed it completely. I'm sure they did. So I have a question. Why is it that you cannot, if you said, we pulled we pulled guns on peaceful people, why can't I sue you for writing that? Because the Supreme Court says that the press is God. But it's ruining our lives now. Can we turn the other way on this one? Can we backtrack a little?
0: <laughs> you back it off here a little bit? Jesus. Hold, it's just... hold people uh, responsible for what they say in social media and in the press?
2: I, I just, I really, here you go. Well, here's the story right here. A couple who drew guns on protesters. They did not draw guns on protesters. The protesters threatened to kill their dog, then threatened to kill them after destroying their property and trespassing and constantly threatening them. And you can hear him do it on the video because there's a video of it. But apparently nobody cares. And it says a white couple who stood outside their St. Louis mansion... I would say this to the press, and I'm very serious about this. I said it on the morning show, and I'll say it again. You people need to get off your knees and stop kissing everyone's ass to try to make yourself look better so you can sell some ad time on your dog shit TV show or internet outfit or whatever. Seriously, get off your knees, you cowards gee isn't that just disgusting
0: it is no one wants to no Ugh. one wants to, no one wants to tell the truth they just or well, no, at least no one wants to just give the facts right no one no they want to color it and oh, i'm sorry poor choice of words i'm sorry they'll never happen again they want to change it so it's the it, it's for them and for their for their uh, agenda you know and their uh, uh what is that glory seeking and you know, all that stuff they just want it for that it is Just terrible. It is just terrible. Thank God no one was hurt. Thank God no one was hurt.
2: I agree. Nobody got shot by an AK-47. Boom, boom. Um, There was a story this morning, and I don't know. I looked for it, but I can't find it again. But it is hilarious. Apparently, this young high school girl was going to try to make her impact and show how young people are going to help out, too, and blah, blah, blah. So she said she did this thing and went somewhere, and she was treated horribly And she just didn't care for the way she was treated, and you were mean to me. And I know it's because, and she wrote, I was the only colored person there. You just tipped your hand that you're white. Mm. That's all you did. (laughs) She tried to pretend she was a person of color, and Mm. she put colored person.
0: you dumbass <laughs> two, two <laughs> words to descri- two words to describe her two words racist know you know
2: I just love the fact that she tries to oh, yes I'm gonna pretend to be black oh are you yeah good for you you're the only colored guy there or colored girl there apparently according to your uh, what you wrote. But in any case, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just keep looking through the through the news stories, and we keep on. Okay, now for the younger people in the room, do you think you'll ever get past this in your generation, where these people are just literally kissing ass at an unbelievable level? Do you think we will finally accept one another and treat everyone the same? Is that ever going to happen?
1: No, no, nope. no. Why not? Because there's always going to be like hillbillies, and there's always going to be like. Now I'm talking you know, about the press. Mm, no, because but I'm saying as long as there's <clears throat> Jed as long Clampett. as there's yeah Jed Clampett and then the like Antifa people there's always going to be polar opposites oh, on either end so there's always going to be discord.
2: Why can't you just treat somebody no matter sex orientation mm-hmm. skin color faith whatever it is unless you're condemning me because of your faith which if you condemn me I don't give a rat's ass anyway who cares my God says that you're doomed oh really okay good.
1: Thanks for letting me know.
2: Thanks for letting me know, because my God didn't hasn't talked to me in a while, so oh. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, and by the way,
0: we believe in the same God.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's only one God. Calm down. <laughs> Maybe I live on a different street and, than your God, but who knows? <laughs> Whatever. L- calm down. For Why do you think it is that everybody's so whipped up right now? Uh, the press?
1: Because of COVID and race riots.
2: But you should do the exact opposite. Up. They're not helping. They're making it worse. But... The press is
3: saying Whitey's going to get you unless you get him first. So, of <laughs> course, that's what get they're you. doing. Whitey's That's gonna what mean, get the press is saying. Yes, that's literally not, what not, the press right. is saying. They're
1: not outright like saying it, but they're uh, their when you tell, agenda is coming yeah. through very clearly. I mean, when you
3: say, "Hey, minorities, white supremacy is a like you know that's killing you at alarming rates. You better do something about it. You know, what do you think they're? Yeah, gonna what doing? do you right. think they're going to do exactly?
2: All right, we'll close this hour with this. Boris Johnson says, and I quote, Brits are fatter than most everyone but the Maltese. (laughs) (laughs) The Maltese? He he singles out the Maltese. Oh, okay. Again, Boris Johnson, Brits are fatter than most everyone but the Maltese. I mean, he's not wrong. But the
4: Maltese.
2: Poor Maltese people. It's true, though.
1: (laughs) Okay, we'll be back. Second hour, some great stuff coming up with the family.